Welcome to another edition of Alternative News, brought to you by Andrew Irving from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. Today, Julian Assange, the deal between Israel and the UAE supports the illegal annexation plans and raise the rates campaign. Julian Assange. Andrew Fowler is an award-winning investigative journalist and the author of The Most Dangerous Man in the World, Julian Assange and the WikiLeaks Fight for Freedom. His updated version discusses the torture Assange is currently undergoing in Belmarsh Prison in Britain. His book contains the latest on UC Global's comprehensive spying on Assange and his visitors at the Ecuadorian Embassy in London in the last year of his refuge there. UC Global is a Spanish security company hired to protect the embassy. It has since been revealed that they were passing on data to US intelligence, apparently the CIA. What is the up-to-date status of Assange's health? Andrew reveals that it seems quite clear that there is an attempt by the British and US administrations to destroy Assange, either driving him to suicide or physical breakdown. He has had a lung condition for a number of years, which has not been properly treated. He is clearly suffering from severe stress. During the last court appearance over a video link, there was long pauses between his words, even when speaking his own name. The ultimate purpose of Assange's treatment is a warning to others, particularly other journalists. As a UN rapporteur on torture, Nils Melsner wrote that never in the two decades he has spent investigating war crimes had he ever seen such a ganging up of so many powerful nations against one individual. It's a testament to Assange's mental strength that he resisted at all. The Australian government is basically doing nothing to protect its citizen, or get him back to Australia. There will be a free Assange protest in front of the court in London, which will take place on the 7th of September at 9am. The deal between Israel and the UAE. The joint statement of the United States, Israel and the United Arab Emirates is supposed to support the normalisation of relations with Palestinians and to advance peace in the Middle Eastern region. Does this mean Israel has or will end its occupation of Palestine? No, this is not the case. Until the date of the announcement on the 13th of August 2020, the UAE's historical position on Palestine remained in line with the position of the Arab League and its member states. According to the Arab Peace Initiative of 2002, the advancement of peace in the Middle East and the normalisation with Israel can only happen once Israel confirms full Israeli withdrawal from all territories occupied since 1967, including the occupied Syrian Golan Heights and the remaining occupied Lebanese territories. Achievement of a just solution to the Palestinian refugee problem to be agreed in accordance with UN General Assembly Resolution 194, Part 3, which states, The acceptance of the establishment of a sovereign independent Palestinian state on the Palestinian territories occupied since June 4, 1967, in the West Bank and Gaza Strip, 
with East Jerusalem as its capital. With this deal, the UAE contravenes the Arab Peace Initiative, API, and all its terms of reference. The question of Palestine remains unresolved. Israel's occupation, colonisation and oppression of the Palestinian people continues to this day, with grave violations of international law and their human rights being affected every single day. For the Palestinians, the day of this announcement on the 13th of August 2020 will also remain as the day when Israeli warplanes launched airstrikes targeting several locations in the Gaza Strip, including the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian Refugees in an elementary school in Al Shati refugee camp. So what are the implications of the UAE's acceptance of normalising relations with Israel? This is the first time for an Arab country which is not in a direct state of war with Israel to agree on having full normal relations with Israel. With this move, the UAE has decided to weaken the Arab, Islamic, Palestinian and international position calling for an end to Israel's occupation and the achievement of Palestinian self-determination and independence. This deal is also opening the door to a normalisation of relations between Israel and other Arab countries, rewarding Israel, the occupying power, with normalisation before resolving the question of Palestine in all its aspects, for a solution is unacceptable, irresponsible and dangerous. The deal not only encourages Israel to continue rejecting the principle of land for peace and the two-state solution based on the pre-1967 borders, it serves the Greater Israel colonial project between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean. Following the release of the joint statement, PM Netanyahu deliberately labelled the deal as peace for peace. He also said, who would have ever dreamed there would be a peace agreement with an Arab country without our returning to the 1967 borders? In this way, Israel and the Trump administration seek to build a regional alliance between Arab countries, especially the Gulf states, and Israel. That effectively undermines and sidelines Palestinian people and their national rights. As such, this agreement means UAE complicity with Israel occupation and de facto annexation of Palestine. This will continue to undermine the security of the entire region and the world and undermine efforts to achieve genuine peace and stability in the Middle East. As an Arab country, the UAE is committed to the foundations of Arab solidarity, among the most prominent of which is the Arab consensus and respect of the Arab summit's decisions. Therefore, the UAE is not entirely free to violate these decisions unless it announces its rejection or exit from the Arab system. The national interest of every Arab country, including the UAE, is defined in line with its Arab and international obligations. Ali Kazak, a former Palestinian ambassador, has indicated that the UAE, like any other country, is free to pursue its interests 
as long as it is not at the expense of the Palestinian state or people. The UAE has no right to negotiate in the name of the people of Palestine or to compromise their interests. Is this deal in line with the constitution of the UAE, the Arab and the Islamic summits and the Arab peace initiative? The deal is inconsistent with the constitution of the UAE, which underlines that it is part of the nation of the Arab world and therefore bound by the ties of religion, language, history and common destiny. While Emirati officials have presented the deal as a victory for the Palestinian cause and regional peace, in reality it is contradicted by the fact that it has been achieved under the framework of the US-Israeli initiative aimed at maintaining Israeli occupation and colonialization and occupation of Jerusalem, the heart of Palestine and hundreds of millions of Arabs and Muslims worldwide. All the political and civil components of the Palestinian people in homeland exile and the diaspora expressed their unanimous rejection and condemnation of this tripartite declaration, which was described as a betrayal of the just cause of the Palestinian, of Jerusalem and the Alaska Mosque compound. Through an official statement, the Palestinian leadership rejected this deal and described it as a blow to the Arab Peace Initiative and the decision of the Arab and Islamic summits as well as an aggression against the Palestinian people. The leadership called on the UAE to withdraw from this disgraceful declaration immediately. It emphasised that the Palestinian Liberation Organisation shall remain the sole and legitimate representative of the Palestinian people and that there should be no correlation between the illegal Israeli annexation plans and any step of normalisation with Israel by the UAE or any other Arab state. Further, it stated, neither the Emiratis or any other party has a right to speak on behalf of the Palestinian people. The Palestinian leadership shall allow nobody to interfere in Palestinian affairs or decide on their behalf regarding their legal rights in their homeland. The US, Israel and the United Arab Emirates Declaration of Normalization of Relations has nothing to do with solving the Palestinian question or helping to promote peace in the Middle East. It has everything to do with supporting US President Donald Trump's campaign to win a second term in office, as well as boosting Benjamin Netanyahu's hold on power and bid to avoid jail for his alleged corruption. From the time Israel was created in Palestine in 1948, it found friends and formed alliances with the world's most corrupt, criminal and dictatorial regimes. From apartheid-era South Africa to the Shah of Iran, from Nicaraguan Somoza to the dictators of El Salvador, Guatemala and Chile, and the current ones such as Myanmar's generals and Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte. In order to dress up this treason in front of the Emiratis, an Arab nation, and present it as patriotism and concern for Palestinian interests, both the UAE and the United States 
announced that under the agreement, Israel would suspend the annexation of parts of the occupation of the West Bank. Hours later, however, Netanyahu made liars of them by announcing in Hebrew to the Israelis that he remained committed to the annexation. Over 14 million Palestinians supported by hundreds of millions of Arabs, Muslims and many others from around the world are determined to resist Zionist colonial apartheid and achieve self-determination and the right to return to their homeland, no matter the cost and sacrifice and how long it takes. The truth the Zionists ought to realise is they can sign deceitful agreements with all the Arab regimes combined, but they will not be able to normalise their relations with the Arab people as long as they continue to deny the legitimate rights of the Palestinians and above all the rights of the refugees to return to the cities and villages that have been ethnically cleansed. The Zionists will never be able to have peace in this way. Regimes come and go, but the people stay. The international community must force Israel to comply with and adhere to international law and the relevant UN resolutions. This is the only way to bring about a just and comprehensive peace in the region and resolve the Palestinian question. Raise the rates campaign. Over the last few months, the Australian Council for Social Services, ACOS, has been campaigning for a permanent increase in job seeker that protects the people from poverty. On September the 25th, the coronavirus supplement will be cut by $300 a fortnight from its current $550. It is cruel and devastating to cut the incomes of people who are only trying to cover the basics, especially during this ongoing crisis. Raise the Rates campaign is holding a day of action on Wednesday, August 26th from 9am to 5pm via Zoom for supporters to speak out, build the pressure on political leaders and participate in digital and other activities. Use the day to call or write to the Prime Minister, the Treasurer and Members of Parliament telling them how much harder the $300 a fortnight cut it will make for people to get by. There will be phone calling happening on the day. If you are interested, you can log on to the Raise the Rate campaign on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Community Radio 3CR, brought to you by the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. I am Andrew Irving, looking forward to your company next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.